The court doesn't punish somebody by logical estimation by what makes sense. It has to be witnesses with clear vision or clear clear evidence. Even if the witnesses see something that's very telling, see a person chasing after their fast fellow, they warn him. But temporarily, he's concealed from their vision point to their, their uh, visual field, like he runs behind uh, some kind of, um, uh, you know, barrier, or Halimu calls to me, I mean, the witnesses, actually, they, they turn their eyes away, or he goes, he run, runs after him into an abandoned house, the, the, uh, the a witnesses follow them in there, and they've come into this abandoned house, and they find that the, the guy is murdered, with fire affair, and he's, he's quivering, his body's still shaking from the throes of death, and the presumed murderer has a blood, has a knife with blood dripping from in his hand. Since they did not see the moment he struck him, the Bezin will not execute him based on this type of testimony, even though it seems so telling he killed him. Regarding this, it says in the Pasuk, uh, innocent, righteous man, don't kill. In other words, until you have clear evidence, the witnesses saw the death happen, that's the only way we can kill him. If it's circumstantial, based on the circumstances, it makes sense to assume he murdered him, even though we didn't see the murder transpire, but it makes sense that he murdered him, that's not sufficient. Now, the Ramah will tell us elsewhere that there's ways to, this guy has to go so scot-free, because we're talking about murder, which is a very serious sin. He can be punished in other ways. Serious beating, the Bezik can give him. Sometimes they can put him into that, that dome-shaped cell where we feed him a diet that causes him eventually to, to cause him his own death, as, as we learned in the previous chapters. If the Melech, the Jewish king, sees it as appropriate to execute him based on circumstances, we have to do that. But the formal process of fulfilling the mitzvah of executing him in Bezdin is not carried out. Okay. But he's, he, he, they, they see a dead body and right. he has a knife with right. blood on it. Right. You can't, you, you, right. He's not, he's right. not guilty? That's correct, because that's considered circumstantial evidence. They didn't see the murder. It makes sense to assume he murdered him, but that's not called seeing, right? And the reason why the Ram explains is that once you... in the ruin, there's nobody else. True, 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 exactly. That's why he gives this example. Right? But the point is, is that once you go into a situation where you are, you are using your own judgment to determine if it transpired or did not transpire, you may make an error. The terrorist would rather, would rather the murderer goes free than killing a person who's actually innocent. Theoretically speaking, it could be this person... It could be this person was chasing him, and the guy who was chasing him slipped and fell into the knife. I'm just, you know, these are all possibilities. The point is, is that is that over here you wouldn't have to do into the midst of executing him. Similarly, if two people see a person serving idols, worshiping idols, one of them sees him worshiping the sun and he warns him. sees him worshiping the moon and they warned him. Even though it's maybe the same time when the moon and the sun are both out, but they they they, they both testify different different idol worships. If they don't combine. The point is, is that you have to have two witnesses who are seeing the same sin. And it has to be the same sin and the same exact commission of sin because worshiping the sun and the moon are both idol worship, but they're not considered simultaneous, right? To, to, uh... The point is also, Daniel, remember that, that, that Hashem says, I'm giving you the rules. I'll take care of anybody who's guilty, who, who because of these rules, Bezni cannot execute, right? That's an important point over here. Shemrat says, do not execute somebody who is innocent and clean. Uh, righteous and innocent, excuse me. Since there is an angle which you can vindicate him and say he's righteous, I'll tell you, don't kill him. The only time you kill him is if Bezin, the, the witnesses saw the murder. And Bezin has just determined, was the murder intentional? <coughs> was the murder intentional? 
or <coughs> the witness is warned improperly, <coughs> that's when the conversation can happen. But in terms of the witnesses seeing the murder, that has to be unquestioned. All right, base. Call me Okay, this is interesting. When a person does a sin that warrants execution, but he was forced to do that sin, the court will not kill him, right? So for example, if someone's forced to violate the Shabbos, nevertheless, even though it was one of the sins where he's actually commanded to allow himself to get killed and not transgress. So for example, if a non-Jew puts a gun to his head and says, worship idols, if you know I'm going to shoot you, and it's in public, in front of other Jews, or it's in private, but the non-Jew is doing it just for spite, for example. What does right? it mean under duress? One second. He's sinning under duress. He's being, he's being forced. Okay. That's why I said that. So, okay. so um, it, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I don't use the exact words over here, but that's really not, not, not crucial. Okay. It's, it's probably easier if you listen to me rather than reading the English because okay. it would be much easier for you to follow. Okay, so... So even though it was one of those commandments where the, he's a commandment that he should actually give his life up, so nevertheless, he's still not Chayiv Misa. Despite the fact that he transgressed Hashem's name by allowing him, by not, by uh, transgressing, rather than letting himself to be, rather than letting himself be killed, but because he was forced, he's not Chayiv Misa. It says, to the maiden, the married woman, in this case, who was forced to have relations with somebody who, who, who violated her, it says, do not do anything to her. Bezin is commanded not to um, uh, uh, punish a person who is uh, forced, right? Okay. So here we have a principle that when a person is forced to do an Aveda, Perikachaf. That's time I got the right one. <laughs> so when a, per- a person is forced to do a sin, he's not punished by Bezdin when he, if he does the sin under being, being under coercion, when he's forced, or under the rest, as it says over here. And even if it's a kind of sin where the halacha expects him to give up his life and he fails to do so, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't live, up to the, live up to the moment, still Bezdin will not punish him. Okay. Now halacha gimel is extremely interesting. We gonna give an example of a woman who was forced to have, a married woman, let's say, who's violated, right? So she is expected, arguably, to give up her life rather than, rather than, um, okay. So actually, that, that's she was raped. So, right, correct. So, so the whole the halacha about what's what's required of her is she required to give up her life is a whole question. But the point is that the, is that whether she's required or not, when a person is forced to do a sin. Even if it's one of the sins that he's expected to let himself be killed and not violate, he's allow allow himself to be to be killed by this by this bully who's forcing him. Whether it, there's three examples, of course, idol worship, forbidden relations, and murdering someone else, and he does not live up to the occasion, right? So the so a mafia boss says to the Jewish guy, "Either shoot this guy, or I'm going to shoot you," and the the person cannot stand the pressure, and he kills the other person rather than get himself killed. Bezdin will not murder him. Bezdin will not execute him, even though he committed murder, and he's expected not to because he was forced. Okay, Gimel. A man who's forced to have... So why by, by this, by Erva, is, is Yehaib Mrs. Bezdin? You said, you one said to kill... One second, one second. We didn't do Halacha Gimel yet. Gimel. I'm sorry, right now. No, 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 no. no. I, you said... Yes. The halacha says the person should give up his life. Yes. 
If he doesn't give up his life, he's over on the on the on Aver and he's Mechal Hashem. Yes. He's still not Chayiv Musa. He's not Chayiv Musa. Ah, he was over on the Aver of murder because he's supposed to let himself get killed, not to kill a fellow Jew. True. Apple became, if he's an honest, he's not Chayiv Musa. Now comes the Yeah. Isha Su Oh, but so by the way, does that mean a married woman is Mechuyim to give up her life rather than let herself be violated? Lav Dafka. That's the whole thing for itself. That gets a little complicated. Because in Indian, okay, let's, again, again, let's, let's not go beyond what we have to. A component of the Pasuk is a man who is forced to have forbidden relations. They put a gun to his head and they say, if you be with this married woman, we're going to shoot you. Chayev Mrs. Bezdin, he's still, he is Chayev Mrs. Bezdin, even though he's forced Kaviyach. Why? She ain't Kisha El Ladas. The fact that the man had an erection means by definition he's, he's willing. If he wasn't willing in, in, his, he could, in his mind, he would be not, not, not even a candidate. Okay, that's the din by a man. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what kind of hasra was it? They said to him, don't do this, otherwise you're going to be Chayev Misa. So he obviously did not respond, I know, and Alpha became doing it anyways. He said, I don't want to do this. So how would he be Chayev Misa? Before we deal with that, the Kesem actually says, it doesn't mean he's Chayev Misa Mamish, it means he deserves Misa. The belly can't kill him. But okay, Akasha. Upon the point is, is that he's over on Avera, even though he's under duress. A woman who is violated and she's forced to have forbidden relations, she's not Chayav Misa. And even if she says after she's been violated, after she's in the middle of being violated, leave the guy, don't, uh, don't schlep him off. She's Potter, even though she's not trying to fight him and she's not trying to convince them out of it. When it comes to a woman, it's not possible not to want. And therefore, it's, it's, it's like a person outside who's cold and he's freezing cold and you put a blanket of shotness over him. It's not shy, he's not going to be, he's not, it's not shy, he can't enjoy it. So that's over here. Therefore, she's not high, she's not high of the Isser. Bezin is not allowed to have Rahmanas on the murderer. And the truth is, it really goes for every other person's chayav misr as well, but a murderer especially. They shouldn't say, this first guy was already murdered. Why should we kill another person? They're becoming uh, uh, um, uh, lackadaisical in his execution. Shemard says, Don't take pity on this person. Obliterate the uh, pure blood. Similarly, Bezdin can't have a somebody's chayav a monetary punishment, a knas. Whatever kind of knas it is. They shouldn't say, you know, it's not only they shouldn't have a on somebody who broke someone's car, wouldn't have to pay for it. Right? The guy stole $100. A ganav. He caught him, now he's chayav keifel. He gave the $100 back. Poor guy. The guy got his money back. Leave him alone. No. Even though it's such a knas, still you have to, you have to make sure he's, he pays his due. They shouldn't say, the guy's poor. He did it by accident. In the case, let's say, for example, the sure, right? The sure was too hard to control. What's, what's, why are you bothering him? Still, he did it by accident. We take whatever money he has without mercy. It says, don't let your eye pity him. Similarly, it comes to Dini Mamnus, not Knas, regular monetary obligations. You don't have a chmonas on a poor person. You don't say, on you, the guy's poor, the guy, in the first case, he mentioned the Baldini Usher. I think if it's Baldi, it's also an Ani. Fact is, a guy got his money back. A poor person stole from a poor person. So he gave him the money back. Why make him pay careful? No, you have to make him pay careful. Now here he says, obviously, why would you... So here are the cases where the guy pushed caused the loss. Let's say he stole $100 in the middle of the day. Why would you think they have a Chmonas? Saddam says, Baldi Neosha. The guy he stole from is a millionaire. 
And not only that, the diamond and the and, and the rich person have a chiv to support the poor person, give him staka. As a kenabadin, so I'll declare the poor person uh, uh, that he's that he's right. In the center of this case, it's about whether he owes him money or borrowing, lending. The need to respond to the is the poor person got his money in an honorable way. On this, Taylor commanded us against doing this. But Dalla said that Bariva did not honor a poor person in his judgment. Don't favor a poor person. So don't favor just because he's poor. Judge righteously. Judge righteously. And also the opposite. You're not allowed to favor an important person. For God, okay, Tab. Two people come to you for judgment. One's a famous Talmud Chacham. One guy's a simple guy. Besides how you, how you render judgment, don't first greet the important person. How are you? Right? Upon him and then favor him. Don't honor him. Why? This mitzvah has, is a reason. Once the, the other person, the simple guy, the nobody, the schlepper, sees the dying, honoring this, uh, this guy, putting out a red carpet for this important person, he'll feel intimidated and he won't have uh, confidence to express himself in his tightness. You're not allowed to show any kind of favoritism to either of them. Treat them equally until after dinner has been passed. It says, don't honor an important person. Don't say, oh, she was there, this guy is wealthy. He's Geshe, he's right? How can I embarrass him and see him being embarrassed by having to lose his interior to this nobody? Don't honor an important person. You have to treat them both equally. All right, hey. So again, not only you shouldn't honor them in terms of judging uh, in, in his favor. That's the second half of Allah. That's the Dara Pashat. But even to, 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 to kind of show him that you favor him in any kind of way, and greeting him is also, is also awesome. Hey, two people come to you for a din. One is known to be a fine person, and one is known to be a, a no good nick. Wait, this is Zion, right? No, hey, five. Don't say, I'll tell This guy is known to be a no good nick. The assumption is he's lying. This guy is a fine person, he never lies. But I'm going to be biased against the evil person. This it says, don't, um, don't be, be biased against the, 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 the din of a, of a person who's, <coughs> who's poor. So Pashtachad is poor in money. But Afal Pishu, of him in mitzvahs, he here is poor in mitzvahs. Don't uh, be biased against him. <coughs> but judge according to the facts. If his word is against his word, you do what the halacha says. Don't assume he's lying because he's in Russia. Vav, lay sasa of a mishpat. Don't do perversion in judgment. Zem ha'avah says a din. This refers to a person who twists the din, who judges against the person who deserves to be vindicated. He's v'chayev him, he convicts him in fakert. Similarly, person simply simply uh, uh, tarries the the din the, the, the judgment. And he's schlepping or delaying clear matters. Just to, just to make one of the guys sweat, yeah? That is considered inappropriate. Even though he's not, he's going to rule perfer- perfectly. He's just saying, aha, so, you, so you're saying that, so you're, so you're saying that, he, that, uh, that, that you lent him money. Aha, uh-huh, okay, so what does that mean? Like he just, he starts talking, just to make the guy nervous, you're not allowed to do that. All right, Zion. When someone, someone judges and he's all proud of himself, or he's, he's um, overconfident, 
Sorry, that's the right. He's a, per- a person who's overconfident when it comes to the judgments. For example, and he quickly says, yeah, yeah, I know that's this one, and this is the din. Before he thoroughly thinks about it, before it's clear like the sun, he's a fool, and he is full of himself. Yeah? And will use the same term later on. Be deliberate. Be patient when it comes to deciding the din. Eve said when she was talking about how, how, how he doesn't deserve to suffer. That uh, when I didn't understand someone's complaint, I would investigate. I think this was a, uh, either, I don't know, not necessarily Eve was acting as a judge, but more when he would, maybe one of his servants was complaining to him. Okay, fine. Um. All right, right din. You have therapy also, right? The guy comes, he's depressed. God, I know the story already. The same guy, you have to kind of treat every person like he's the first patient. Yeah, all right. din. Any dying, any judge who that that uh, a judge who comes before him, the hischla din and he starts. It's not a clear cut black and white thing in Shulchan Aruch that the people who come don't know. He starts right away thinking to himself, "I can judge based on precedent." I think that's what it's called. Yeah, precedent. I know a court case happened earlier, and that was ruled by a famous bezdin. Everyone knows that Allah in that case was decided such and such. This case in front of me is similar enough to that case. I can take the ruling over there and apply it over here. That's what they're doing the sequel, the secular. Yeah, yeah. Even even have the entire world. Yeah, such a concept exists, right? You take 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 chuvas from previous cases where they pass, and you kind of compare the situations currently. But v'yesh v'dina galim menu b'chachma v'dimal hadachnuchba. He someone who is greater than him in chachma is 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 local, a local greater greater diet. He has to go there to consult with him today. You could really apply this to the whole entire world because you can call anywhere on earth. Yeah, that's considered a Russia who is. Overconfident and hardy in judgment, because this idea, maybe the comparison is not good. Who says the same thing? Evil uh, upon evil should befall this person, befall him. So to call all these things, and when people are making these mistakes, it comes from being full of yourself. It comes to uh, the, the, the the twisting of yeah, perverting the judgment. Okay. Right, because the the, 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 hardness, the hardiness prevents from realizing the mistakes and the need to consult with other people. Right, in every field, the people who are humble consult with their colleagues, they consult with their superiors. Yeah, here the Rambam brings an example from 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 uh, Mishlei. It says many many victims, many, many corpses, many um, casualties has she cast down. the is talking about a harlot. Is talking about a Talmud who's not uh, ready to paskin, and he's he decides he's ready to paskin, you know. And many, uh, many mighty ones has she slain. This is fakir, somebody who is able to rule and paskin. He doesn't doesn't want to because uh, because he doesn't want to be a dying right. He's too humble. So then some nutnik takes the job, and then comes a problem. Provided that uh, he's needed. Because he, there's no one else to do it, and he's letting all these all these nobodies do it. That's when we say that Tzum uh, mighty are the ones that she has slain. Right, this mighty person caused uh, caused uh, these, these 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 problems. That's, as long as he's we're talking about a case where he's needed. If he knows if someone else who's fit to paskin as he is, and he decides I'm not going to get involved in this this business. That's fine. That's good. 
and someone else will do it. Someone else qualified to do it. Whoever prevents himself, withholds himself from being involved in, in court, he prevents himself from being involved in hatred, and thievery, or false, false, uh, false oaths. Good, so this is a positive thing. As long as somebody else qualified will have the job instead of him. Yeah, you have two people equally qualified. One of them is willing, one of them says, I don't want to want to. That's fine. Nothing wrong with the second person saying, I don't want to. A person who, again, the same idea, who's uh, haughty in passing judgment and ruling. Shaita is a fool, and wicked, and he is, hot, and he is um, arrogant. Right? So the idea over here, the Lashayinus, Mr. Nismeh explains, is he's a shaita, he thinks he's smart, but he's really a shaita. Rasha, um, because he causes the judgment to be perverted. And, and Gasruach, because he thinks that I can pass him right away without having to, without having to be patient. Okay, give him. Excuse me, test. A student is not allowed to pass in in front of his teacher. What does that mean, in front of his teacher? If he's in the same room, it means he has to be three parsoyes. The parsa is, um, is four, kilom- four mil. Four miles? I'm sorry, no. A parsa is 12 mil. Excuse me, a parsa is 12 mil. A mil is about a kilometer. Three parsoyes, is, then it's 36 kilometers. Okay. Yeah. So Parsha's told me three kilometers. Kenega Machni Yisrael corresponding to Machni Yisrael. Meisha Abedin was the Rav and nobody was allowed to pass in Machni Yisrael without his permission. So if the teacher gives him, if the, if the student, if the teacher gives the student permission, he could, otherwise he's not allowed to. If he's more than three Parsha's away, then he's allowed to. Again, how this applies today, not so clear because uh, traveling is a little easier. All right. Yod. So how much is a pruta? I'm sorry? How much is a, pr- a pruta? We didn't talk oh, about that. No, how much is a pasu? Three kilometers. Uh, 12 kilometers. Sorry, 12 kilometers. 12 kilometers. I'll tell you what I don't appreciate. Talking about big money. That's where it says be careful of all these things. Not true. Let a thousand money, a thousand pieces, a thousand sets of 100 pieces of silver. So that's 100,000 pieces of silver. And the din of one pruta, which is a tiny coin, the minimum amount of what's considered monetary value, should be equal in all these matters. Dain does not sit down to a dictator to discuss something which is less than a pruta, right? So I'm going to accuse you of stealing my needle. A needle is two for a pruta. So it's half a pruta, right? So then that's... Uh, that's uh, not a pruta. No judgment. The Bezin will not get involved. If we sit down and talk about two prutas. Yeah, you, two, prutas for, two needles for a pruta, excuse me. So we sit down and talk about a pruta. And I accuse you of stealing my two prutas, which is my two needles, which is worth a pruta. So the Bezin convenes on the topic. And then you admit to one and you give it back to me. The other one you say, you admit, admit to, stealing, you admit to stealing, stealing one needle. But the other one you did not. You say you gave it back to me already. And I say that's not true. You owe me two, two needles. So we're dealing with a half a pruta now. So once you started a din on the matter of a pruta, even though ultimately you end up dealing with the final question of whether you have a half a pruta, still you finish a din You don't say once, once the issue goes below a pruta, we stop and close shop. That's not how it works. You're based. Call amata mishpatech nisom. Any time a person... Twists or unjustly perverts the din of a yid. One lav says, Do not do perversion in judgment. 
Don't twist the judgment of a ger. If it was a yasim, meaning if it was a ger who's also a yasim according to the Rambam, don't pervert. So if it's a ger and a yasim, it's all three. Now if he's just yasim, not a ger, according to the Rambam, he's either on one level or two levels. It's not clear. It's not clear. So Stam Yid is one, a Ger Yasim is three, Stam Ger is two, and a Yasim Nishkin Ger, Stam Yasim is not clear if it's one or two. You saw Gordon one time, told him, oh, Shalom, I remember, he came to the show. He said, You asked me nice to me, I'm an orphan. <laughs> an orphan. He was like 80 years old at the time. 